What's good? You are now tuned into Aries Talking Sports Podcast. Where you two Aries toast with the most, or we're just some cool ass guys. Word. I'm Reg the Prime Minister. And I'm Smurf. Yo, rock out with us weekly as we give you our sports views and opinions on any and everything dealing with sports. Combined with humor, heartfelt conversation, and of course, some dope ass Aries energy all in one podcast. So enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Aries Talking Sports. Yes, sir. I am your host for tonight, your only host for tonight. My name is Smurf, you lovable asshole. Uh, shout out to my boy, Rich, the Prime Minister. He will not be on the episode tonight. He is dealing with some uh, some personal matters, and I want to I want to wish him well. Hope everything is good. But the show must go on, and it's just me tonight. It's just me for this episode, so let's get to it. Of course, y'all know how we do. We always start with the bullshit. Because why not? Because, you know, motherfuckers all be, always be on that bullshit. And, of course, uh, our... We got two people that we about to call bullshit on for for this episode. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Skip Bayless, welcome back. And uh, Mr. Eric Sean, I need y'all to step on this motherfucking carpet, shut the fuck up, get that parade rest, and let me let me get at y'all real quick. Of course, um, with the tragedy that. Well, we're not going to call it a tragedy, but with the uh, with the football incident that happened on Monday night with uh, with the Mar with the um, the Mar Hamlin, um, of course, you know everybody always do what they do. They get on Twitter or you know on social media or whatever and put put out their thoughts of what's going on, how they feel, things of that nature, and of course. Uh, if you were watching the game, unfortunately, I wasn't at the time because I was I was doing something. But of course, Twitter being Twitter, of course, I saw what happened. Uh, but if you wasn't watching the game, Bill versus Bills versus the uh, versus the Bengals, and uh, you know, typical play pass to uh, pass to T Higgins, uh, Hamlin went to make the tackle, popped up. You know, he makes the tackle tackle is a bang bang play popped up uh he pop you know he pops up and then immediately collapse uh in the midst of all of this our guy skip decides to go to twitter he goes to twitter he he tweeted out he he had a tweet prior to the one i'm about to read so he had he had a tweet prior to uh talking about talking about what happened and and uh you know perfectly fine tweet nothing nothing outlandish but of course he couldn't stop there so he goes his follow-up tweet no doubt the nfl is considering post postponing the rest of this game but how this late in the season a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which which suddenly seems irrelevant. And 
absolutely you fucking right it's irrelevant it's irrelevant because you have a player uh, so i will say we saw somebody temporarily die on the field because uh of what what happened to him and i will i'll i'll discuss i'll discuss later when i get to the nfl portion of it but we we america america pretty much saw a man die on the field for for a couple of seconds or for a couple of minutes um but for skip to to hit you know send this tweet out you know in the midst of what's going on like in in the prime time of what was going on and them uh you know with the with the uh medical crew that was trying to to make sure that uh Demar Hamlin was okay like of course social media did that the Twitter did that thing and everybody you know you had athletes former athletes like everybody you know immediately got that skip and rightfully and I feel like it was rightfully so because I'm like you're being from from a standpoint you're being super uh you're being pretty much an pretty much an asshole <laughs> but you're being an asshole to the point of of pretty much showing your hand as you not really showing any sympathy or empathy for a man who's down on the field uh being treated and it's not like he's being treated for uh you know ACL tear or or you know like he tore he tore a ligament or something like that or a sprained ankle no this man literally stopped breathing on the field and for you to tweet that out all because of all because of what is deemed to be an important which yes it's an important game like it this would have transformed this would have helped with transforming the playoffs and all of this nature which they you know which hasn't been yet figured out and me personally, I don't think it's going to get figured out, or at least uh, I don't think this game will be replayed. I, I don't think it should be replayed. But um, you know, for for Skip to to tweet this out, and then you have Eric Sean, who's I'm going to say in air quotes was um, was supposed to be, or, or I will say this: he was pretending to be a uh someone uh that was a part of ESPN because of his Twitter handle uh because of his Twitter handle that was originally posted had ESPN after it but but he goes on to tweet behind but behind that with skip saying it's too big of a game and people have too much money on on, on the line gotta play on um so I did a little bit of digging because I had no clue who this guy was, never heard of him as much ESPN as I as I've watched over the years and things of that nature. Um so I go and look for his Twitter handle. Twitter handle is now somebody else's. So the guy who's running the uh I think it's like Eshawn ESPN handle uh was like, yo, uh he gave this handle up. Here's here's the real handle. So his real handle is at least at the time that that I looked it up uh, a couple of days ago is H Shaft Sports at H H 
Shaft Sports on Twitter. And the first tweet I see is him apologizing and saying that he got hacked. And, of course, we all call the bullshit on that because you knew what time was. You know motherfuckers is on your head, so you, you, you immediately got you another handle and then proceeded to start tweeting after that. But uh, I, I think, it, uh, of course, you know, to call bullshit on this. I mean, and, and the jump back to Skip, it doesn't stop there because so Skip, where should I start? Skip goes on the next day and has to do the show by himself because Unc Unc Shay Sharp, he wasn't there for for whatever reason. Don't care. Uh, he wasn't there. And here's Skip with what he had to say. Jen, allow me to say up front that I apologize for what we're going to set out to do here today if it offends anyone because we're we're going to try to do the show pretty much as we usually do the show but i'll admit up front i'm still shook up by what happened last night to damar hamlin in fact i'm still wrecked in fact i'm not sure i'm capable of doing this show today but after barely sleeping on it, I decided to give it a try. Maybe I'll fail, maybe we will fail, but we're going to try. We wrestled through much of the night whether to even do a show today because it felt like in our minds, we almost can't win with this because the last thing we wanna try to do is come off as insensitive to what this young man is going through in a life or death situation. The last thing we wanna do is offend anyone by trying to do what we always do, which is talk about sports. Who, who do you think watches more? So I'm gonna call you on your bullshit there because I'm like, dude, you already struggling as is by yourself without Shay Sharp, without, you know, to help you there. Um, as that as his monologue goes along, you do not hear him apologize for shit. None of it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yesterday, as of this as of this uh, recording, uh, comes back. You know, of course, everybody has their monologue when they when they come on, and so here here's uh, Shannon Sharp on yesterday at the beginning of yesterday's show of. Of undisputed. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo, but I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something and although I disagree with the tweet uh, and, and I hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, 
but I didn't want it. Well, time out, time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by oh. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me... All right, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead, let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back, Skip. Well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I didn't I, know I, you I were going to bring no, up. No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where Demar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your not get into your uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations. So clearly, somebody. No, they had a did not have. The, nobody. Let's go, Jen. If you're a Kentucky. So, um, as you can see, that, that it, it's more so a, a power struggle. But again, like you can't let you can't let your co-host get through his monologue to even explain because you want to you want to try and defend yourself which he was going to he was actually going to to divert the whole situation so you didn't have to so-called defend yourself you want to defend yourself motherfucker you can defend defend yourself on on your on your own platform defend yourself on twitter defend defend yourself on on your on your podcast hell my thing is you you tweeted something, people got at you, and now you're you're in defense mode because you uh you felt like you were right, and there's a ton of people that that felt like you were you were wrong, you were inconsiderate in in whatever adjective you could throw in there, um. But it, I mean, it, it's sad to see. It, it's sad to see that this happens, and. And you still get the you still get the notoriety, and you still get to play ball, so to speak, when it comes to when it comes to the entertainment world. And we all know that Skip Skip's an entertainer. Like we we seen him we seen him on first take when with him and Stephen A. We see him now on Disputed, and this this is what sells pretty much. So yeah, five. Fox Sports ain't gonna they ain't gonna stop that shit. No need to stop. They for them it's like shit. It's bringing in ratings, ratings sky high. Cause of course they know people gonna come in and see see what see what Skip was gonna say after that after that tweet. So, um, here's my thing for you, Skip. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. Yeah, stop doing that wee woo wee woo shit, dog. Because we we majority of us ain't ain't biting on it. But uh, yeah, y'all can fall back in the ranks. You and uh Eric Sean. That's even if that if that's that dude's name. Uh, but as as we move along, uh, we lost a great fucking soccer player, one of the greatest soccer players in the world by the name. Pele, uh, he passed away on December 29th at the age of 82. Uh, a big rest in peace uh, for him. Condolences to his family. Uh, that that did strike. That 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 hit the world. That hit the soccer world by storm. Just on the strength of what he meant to 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 football. Uh, of course, they call it football. 
uh, we uh, in America we call it soccer. Um, but needless to say, like he was that guy. He was he was the guy that that um, when soccer was talked about, his name came up, especially uh, when it came to black athletes, black soccer players. Um, you know, he was he was on the Brazilian the Brazilian national team. Hell, he started started playing soccer at, at at 15. Well, actually he started young and he was on the uh you know, he got you know, he got to a point where about the age of 15 where he started, you know, started getting that notoriety and then 16 he's on the Brazilian uh national team. And it just it just went up from there for for him. Uh, name he's labeled the greatest by by FIFA. He's a three time FIFA World Cup champ. Like has set records. Had, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records uh, when it comes to soccer. And and like for for someone like him, like there's. There's nothing that you can, there's nobody that you can compare to him. And there's a, there's a, uh, there's an article by Ans on Anscape uh, via ESPN that talks about him. And pretty much it, they were like from the gist of the little bit that I started to read, um, pretty much they were like, you know, he, he was, one of those he was a prolific black soccer player during a time where where black people weren't accepted and not to mention to be accepted in soccer so that that speaks volumes of who he was not only as a soccer player but as a person for for the world to accept you the way that the world accepted him so uh, again rest in power to to him man like there i i don't there's never going to be another pele not not ever as much as we talk about uh ronaldo and messi and all those guys like there there's never going to be another pele ever and so uh as we move along we're going to slide over to to ufc real quick uh man it's it, it's crazy that you get people in this world that do that that do things and for Dana White to be a part of UFC and to get into a physical get caught up in a physical altercation with his wife over in Cabo uh is damn near wild in itself uh, of course, he got on. He got on TMZ. He got on TMZ, and here's what he had to say. I'm one of the guys. You know, you've heard me say for years. There's never ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am uh, on TMZ talking about it. But my wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We've obviously been through some shit together, and. Uh, We've got three kids and, you know, this is one of those situations that's, you know, horrible. I'm embarrassed, but it's also one of those situations that is, uh, you know, right now 
we're more concerned about our kids. You know, we, we have three kids and, uh, you know, obviously <clears throat> since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video and, you know, we're, we're more focused on our family right now. People are going to have opinions uh, on this and, and, and most of the people's opinions would be right. And especially in, in my case, uh, you, you don't, you don't put your hands on a woman ever. Uh, my wife and I obviously love each other. We've been together for a very long time. We've known each other since we were very little, and this is just one of those unfortunate situations. Unfortunate indeed. Uh, like you said, you never put your hand on a woman. Uh, of course, um, I mean, shit. And, I mean, at least he, you know, at least he, I, I will give him the credit of, of apologizing. And, and and we've heard him, you know, if you follow UFC, yes, you've heard him say uh, that several times about about men not putting not putting their hands on a woman. He he's had he's had uh, fighters, and you know, he's had fighters who's had domestic cases, and uh, of course, that's the first things. So, and he knows he has to follow. He got a follow suit. He has to follow suit just like everybody else. So, um, you know, it is what it is. He has to handle, he has to, he has to eat that crow. He has to fix his family. Like he said, it's on him to, it's on him, it's on him to figure out what's going to be next. And then, you know, between him and his wife and what they're going to do, it is what it is. Do better, Dana. Do better. So, as we uh, move on, we're going to slide over to the NBA real quick. Dog, Donovan Mitchell went ham on Monday night. Of course, it wasn't talked about because of what hap- what else happened on Monday night. Because they had all of that was being ha- uh, was going on simultaneously. But Donovan Mitchell went for 71 and over in an overtime win against the Bulls. And when I tell you like his stat line is insane. So not only did he have 71 points, he was pretty much two, he was two rebounds shy of a triple double with eight with eight rebounds and he had 11 assists. Normally when so normally when a motherfucker goes off like that Ain't no passing the ball. Ain't no passing the ball like that. When Kobe went for 81, wasn't no goddamn assist going around. It's give, hey, bombers, bombers, bomb. Give me the rock. <laughs> That's what it was. But with with uh, Donovan, it was it was a hell of a lot different. Even even we talked about Luca last week with his 60 with his 60 point. He had a 60 point triple double. Like to to have these stats and, and of course. This league is, is completely different, but it, I'm not. I'm not taking away shit from what what this man just did. Cause hell, we saw, hell, we saw uh, Devin Booker go for seventy against the Celtics. So it, I mean, all that shit is possible. Like I said, Kobe with eighty-one. In the way, of course, they talk about uh, they talk about Wilt scoring a hundred. But this game is completely different. So to be able to even get that high is in, it's insane in itself. 
Um, of course, we can always say the uh, what ifs when it comes to like Steph and Clay because they both they both shot shot the lights out in three quarters and set out the whole fourth. And it's like, damn, I wonder how how many points they would have you know they would have had had they kept going. But you know, it is what it is with that. But when it comes to Donovan Mitchell, um, it, it's it's dope to see because these boys are like. The team that he's on, that that uh, Cavs team is something special, and I think I think it's they're gonna like that that uh, that one two punch with just him him and Garland alone it is uh, is insane just from a guard standpoint. So so congrats to him, uh, congrats to the Cavs. Like this this whole NBA season. It is nuts in itself. Uh, shout out to the Nets. They they playing ball. Like I said, like I said when when Kyrie was out, I said the only thing that's gonna fix the the, the only thing that's gonna fix fix the Nets is winning, and that was gonna shut all that shit down. You again, you see, ain't nobody talking about the net. Nobody's talking about the Nets with the with the nonsense that happened. When they talk when they talk about the Nets now, it's pure basketball. Kyrie balling, KD balling, like that team is balling. And that I think they were on the, uh, like a 11 game winning streak. At, and I mean, it's just like this season is this season's nuts. LeBron, LeBron's doing LeBron things, but I feel kind of bad for LeBron. Well, not really, because LeBron put himself in this situation. <laughs> Excuse me, LeBron put himself in this situation that he's in, but. For him to have to score 40 and back to back to back in all these goddamn games, like he's scoring 30 plus. He's scoring 30 plus and he's needing, they're needing every fucking point. That's the crazy part about it. They're needing every point that this man scored. And uh, it's like, what do you like? What the fuck do you do? Like, what do you do? Cause they still have a losing record um, and then like i just seen seen a tweet about them being interested in zach levine of course with a, a few other uh a few other teams and i'm like somebody uh i follow on twitter was like yo what the fuck the lakers gonna give up for zach yeah i was like the i came back with the front office because that i mean that's all I mean, unless you willing to come up off that 2028, 2029 fucking first round pick, like, I mean, that's really all y'all got. Unless, unless you're really still trying to get rid of Russ like that. But you see, that's died down because Russ, Russ is is killing it as the sixth man. Like he's found his niche. Although, if he went somewhere else and was the sixth man, it would work. I, I feel like it'd be so much better. He would be a lot more happier than what he is uh, back at home in LA, man. But uh, enough about enough about the NBA. We got plenty of time for that because football. Oh, fuck. College football is coming to an end. Um, First of all, roll motherfucking tide. 
Got to see my boys play in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, excuse me. I watch. I watch them on TV. <laughs> I, I'm talking like I went to the game, but but uh, of course Alabama played Kansas State, the team that beat TCU, who I will talk about here shortly. Um, and they, Bama. Bama came in that game. They played that game. Just, that game was a don't forget the fuck who we are game. Like, don't 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 let us not being in the, in the college football playoffs fool you. We still here. That that was that's what that statement was. Uh, I mean, like I said, my boys showed the fuck up. They they started out slow, and I thought, and I felt like they would just because they had so much time off. Uh, they had so much time off. Bryce started out real slow. Bryce, Bryce, that Joker had like four incompletions and. In the first go, and when I tell you when when Kansas State went up ten to nothing, it was like it seemed like Alabama was like, you know what? Okay, let let's let's tighten up, let's do what we do, and fucking and, and show show this show Kansas State who the fuck we really are, and they proceeded to do that. What was crazy about Bryce's stats? Bryce threw for he was 15 for 21. So he only had six six incomplete passes that entire game. Six. Threw for threw for 321 yards and five touchdowns, no interceptions. And it was just good to see. Like, like he spread the ball around. Burton got a touchdown. Latu got a touchdown. Brooks got a touchdown. Uh, Kobe Prentice got a touchdown. Isaiah Bond got a touchdown. Like, it was spread out. Like, that shit got spread out well. And uh, it was good to see. The defense, defense did their thing. Defense held it down. Got a couple of, got a couple of picks. Like, pretty much shut. Like, after... After they scored 10, after Kansas, Kansas State scored 10, they didn't score again until in the third. They kicked the field goal in the third, and then they got a, a bullshit touchdown in the fourth. But it was, I, I'm I'm happy for this team. I'm, I'm proud, of, proud of this team, of what they accomplished. Uh, and I can't wait to see what the future holds as the new class comes in and gets ready to uh to take the reins and and do their thing and, and try and try and make a try and make their their part of history when it's all said and done um nick saban's still doing nick saban things as far as when it when it comes to recruiting so i'm happy about that um who else we had uh Okay, let's get to the big boys. Uh, TCU and Michigan. Man, when I tell you I watched this motherfucking game, I ain't know if I was drunk or the fucking game was drunk. 
because it was that type of game. It was so much. It was so much that that went on. Michigan, Michigan, what they thought was a touchdown ended up on the one. They fucking botched the snap and fumble it, which turns into a turnover. And TCU goes down, and and score like it was just. It was just one thing after another, and and fucking uh, TCU like TCU, they came to fucking play, but it was twenty one to three. Well, we'll say twenty. Yeah, actually, it was twenty one to six at halftime. Like I thought it was going to be a fucking blowout at the rate that uh. At the rate this game was going when it when it came to TCU, I thought TCU was going to blow this fucking spar out, and then Michigan got some wits about themselves and got back in the game. But then it was like the second half, like once, once it became thirty four to twenty two TCU way, like it became a back and forth, and then it was like. Mich- uh, Michigan finally got some stops. They pull it. They get it. They get it in within ten, and then but they just couldn't. They couldn't hold. Like they couldn't get over the hump of being able to get back. And the final score was fifty-one to to forty-five. Like there were, uh, of course, there were there were talks about uh, the officiating. There and yes, plenty of botch calls in that game. But outside of that, like, like I, I text my, I text one of my group chats like, "Yo, TCU came to fucking play. Like they didn't, they were not fucking around. They came out and and played ball. Like, and what I said, what some people forget is that this team is in Texas. Like they still, they still get those Texas players that Texas, Texas A and M." Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they get those players that they don't want. And those are still some quality fucking players. And they showed that shit against Michigan. So uh congrats to TCU. Well deserved. Well deserved. That that was a fun that was a fun game to watch. I, like I said, I don't know if I was drunk or they were drunk. But man, that 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 was a wild game. And then we head into the 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 big the biggest game, uh, Georgia versus Ohio State. Which that game, I thought, I thought, I thought Ohio State was gonna get this game. I'm not gonna hold you. I I I kept watching this game with with fucking one eyebrow raised like the rock. I was like, yo, um, Marvin Harrison Junior. Man, like that fucking kid is the truth. C.J. Stroud is the truth. Um. But I can't, I can't take nothing away from Stetson Bennett in that offense because they, when they needed, when they needed to score, they got that shit, and they, they fucking, they fought through it. They, they fought, they fought all the way back, and then uh, uh, with this game, with this game after halftime, it became a back and forth. It was haymaker after haymaker after haymaker, and it was who could stop who. I just, and I don't want to play that would have, could have, should have, but I do think if Marvin Harrison Jr. did not get that concussion and had to be out for the rest of the game, 
it would have been yeah. completely this would have been a completely different game that kid hell when by the time he got knocked out he had he had fucking five catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. That was before. That was by halftime. That was by fucking halftime. And I was just like, yo, like, like who can stop this kid? And and the thing about him is, he hasn't dropped a pass. He he didn't drop a pass all season. Anything that was on his way, he caught that shit. So. So, uh, but shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. That was well deserved. So we now have Georgia and TCU in the in the in the championship game. Uh, definitely going to be glued to that. Um, of course, we have more games following them Monday. Uh, you had you had the Cotton Bowl. The you had the Cotton Bowl, which I'm gonna talk about that in a sec. Uh, LSU mash. Goddamn Purdue in the uh, Cheez It Citrus Bowl, and then the road we had the Rose Bowl. Penn State, Penn State handled business in the Rose Bowl. But I want to go back to this motherfucking Cotton Bowl because that was Tulane in USC. You had Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, you had Heisman Trophy Trophy winner. Uh, 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 what's my guy name? Uh, Caleb Williams. I'm sorry. <laughs> he he played ball. He did what he was supposed to do, but I also felt like this team got super cocky late in the game, thinking that, uh, you know, because it's like, yo, this is too lame. They, they, they good, but they ain't, good. they ain't that good. And that shit was completely different. Like, like when it got to the fourth quarter, like Tulane, Tulane, uh, Tulane was down by twelve. They were down by twelve, and uh, and the motherfuckers, man, it was like they just fought. They kept fighting, and it was wild because they were down by fifteen. And then they score. Then they fuck around and get they fucked around and got a safety, which was was wild. Like so they punted, they punted, they pent them, they pent them inside the they pent them inside the five and get them hell. Actually they got them close to the shit pretty much at the at the damn two. And fucked around and got a safety, got the ball back and they USC escape USC escapes the targeting call and still get scored on at the end like it was it was what it was worth the watch man like that was that was one of those games that that you could replay and be like yo that was i mean like it was that type of game it was that type of game so uh again shout out shout out to uh two lane because that that was a big one that's a big time man I also want to shout out uh, Mississippi State. They came, they came in, and they won one. They won that last one. So that was definitely for Mike Leach. Hell, I feel like Mike Leach might even had a little. He had a little something to do with that that win because boy, 
That was a hard game. It was, it was a back. It was a good back and forth. That was more of a good defensive game, uh, more than anything. And for for Mississippi State to come come back in in the fourth, you know, for them to come back in the fourth and to win that game, and even to to get the the stupid score off the off that Stan, Stanford uh, Cal uh, effort by Illinois, like, to seal the deal, like, made it even sweeter uh, for, for Mississippi State. So, shout out to them, man. That, that was, that was good. That was a, that was more of a feel good. That was like a feel good win to, to watch. So, so uh, of course, we go from, from college. We go from college to the NFL. Ooh, man. So, of course, like I said, we we were talking about uh, we were talking about Demar Hamlin and what happened, and he's been the talk. He he's been the talk of of this week, and, and rightfully so, uh, because he is still currently in Cincinnati uh, at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. He's he's being treated. Um, the good thing is that. There's there's been progress. There's been there's been progress. They said he opened his eyes uh, as of today. Like he opened his eyes uh, overnight. You know, held, you know, was able to grip, was able to grip and and, and touch the people that that was there with him. Uh, so that was that. That's like one of the best signs ever to to hear. That's that's one of the best signs to hear, um, because the day before, you know, they wanted, they were saying that, you know, hey, we're gonna keep him, we're gonna, we're gonna keep him sedated, we're gonna keep him sedated, and and rightfully so. So the understanding of what the doctors were saying, it, it's it's logical, like everything makes sense. So they were saying they they wanted to keep him sedated. Um, due to the fact that if he was conscious, like they were afraid that his body would try and fight, uh, would try and fight healing compared to him being in sedation and his lungs being able to heal properly and, you know, everything be able to come back into form for him. So, uh, it, it's just, it's good to hear, hear the good news. I know the bills are are ecstatic just by that little bit of news alone um they you know they had a press conference earlier on espn um but and i'm sure you know they you know they addressed they addressed everything probably from from their teammate to to trying to replay the game to playing this playing this coming up weekend which is wild by far, this is by far the most wildest shit to me. Cause my thing is, uh, so I'm a, actually I'm a backup. I'm a backup because my thing is, it was wild enough. It was wild enough for them to say, you know, for for what people thought that they were going to. They were going to play that game. They're going to continue to play that game. And my thing is, if you saw any other players' faces, 
if you saw any of those players, especially from from Buffalo, if you saw any of those players' faces, man, they that game didn't. They they said fuck that game, fuck that. I'm sure they said fuck that game, fuck next week's game, fuck what any other game uh, uh, ahead of you know after that, because they were concerned about their teammates. And let's just let's just say the league was like, yo, we need y'all to finish this game. Not even from the from the coaches because it's, uh, what was said was that uh, the Bengals coach met up with with Buffalo's coach and they you know they were like, yo, we you know this we're good, we're not finna we're not playing this game. But let's just let's just say. Let's just say they were just like, you know, well, the league said we got to play. Those players weren't going to play that game. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. They weren't going to play that fucking game. Hell, if I was one of those players, I wouldn't have played that fucking game. I'm like, man, fuck you. I'm about to go. I'm about to go get dressed. I'm about to go see about my teammates. I'm about to be like Stefan uh, Stephon Diggs. I'm about to go shower up. Put my shit on, and I'm about to go to the hospital and, and go go be with my dog. Because the I I somewhat equate that to like being in the military. Like, in in what I say, what I mean by that is the bond, the bond that you create with with the bond that you create with people, and the things that y'all go through from a, on a on a day to day basis can't it doesn't compare to to playing a game you know it doesn't compare to to finishing up a, a, a fucking football game like yo your health is in danger like your health is in danger to the point where you you fucking died on you temporarily died on the fucking field like we saw you down the field and had to be resuscitated so Fuck this game, fuck, fuck all this shit. Like, my concern is you, you being, you know, you getting your health back. So, um, uh, again, it, it's just good to, it's good to know, to hear, and to know that that uh, that Demar Hamlin is doing good. He's doing, he's doing better day by day. It, it's like. Each day has gotten better. We we've gotten better and better news, and I, I think I think uh, when it's all said and done, like he'll be able to come back. Uh, although I did listen to, uh, I was on Twitter this morning as always. I'm always on, you know, I, that's where I get my news. That's for me. Twitter is like where I get my news, uh, and, and the people that that I I want to hear from. And so uh let me see if I can pull this up real quick. But uh but yeah pretty much it's a guy I want to I want to make sure I get his name correct and all of that and where I got my sources from because of course gotta gotta make sure you get your sources out there and 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 be correct. So this was Garrett Bush, and he's on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And, um, you know, he had 
he had a good he had a good set you know he he spoke some real shit when it came to uh when it talking about uh DeMar Hamlin and the NFL and I'm going to play you play you a quick clip uh of what he had to say I just don't believe the league was never considering continuing the game I don't I, I, I think it was, uh, we are we are left field we are left field I'm kind of hot right now too I'm kind of hot because we do this every freaking time something happened on this field. Everybody want to pivot and act like they, I done heard people talking about, oh, you know, just uh, the mental health of the players. And yeah, you could die. They don't even know they could die out here. We sit here and talk about this stuff every single time. Schedule remakes, how we going to make it up with the league feels about it. I don't care what the league feels about it. Let's be, keep it real. Why we don't talk about the stuff that matters? This young man, you want to know? You want to know how, how just what you need to know about him? He's 24 years old, right? He got a contract for $160,000. That's his bonus. And he earns $825,000 this year. You say, G. Bush, why are you talking about this man's money? Because guess what? He's been in the league two years. That means he's not vested. Mm -hmm. That means if he never plays another down in his life, he don't get another check for the NFL. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear about this. You got to play three to four years before you even sniff a pitch. So all this heartwarming and prayers and condolences don't do nothing for that boy's mom that, that got to go home, look at her son, and he might lose care for the rest of his life. You know what the NFL will tell you? For the people like him, responsibility for the NFL, right? In the last collective bargaining agreement. Did you know that the NFL has a private board that reviews all aspects with their doctors and with, and with their neurologists and their specialists? Even if Social Security deems you to be permanently disabled, they can come back and then say, you know, the national government is, a, you know, they're, they're experts, but let's take it over so we don't pay anything out. Only 15% get approved. Social Security. The league says that number should be lower. Get that. 15% of the people who apply for disability in this country, I know I was a, I was a disability expert. It's very low. I submitted over almost 250,000 applications in one year, one time. I know. Since the CTE settlement, only 6.5% of the settlement has been paid, according to the admin's website. I looked it up yesterday. And 60% of the claims have a qualifying diagnosis but have not been paid. That's crazy. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. They, they're also moving to pension. And that pension, they got to make it to 55. It's 24. And they've moved that between 3,000. They moved it down to 3,000 when it was 5,600 a month. And the last stat that you should know about is the Bills owner Terry Pagula owns the Sabres as well as uh, as well as the Buffalo Bills, and his net worth is six point seven billion dollars. My question to you is: NFL, when you when when do salaries become guaranteed? If you know these young men are going out there and they could die on that football field, I don't give a damn what you thoughts and prayers are. Do the right thing. I just heard a deep say it seven times. This is a savage sport. Men are dying every week. 
and you covered that up during CTE, and now you want to act like you the top of the food chain because you got the CPR people on the field on top? And I hear these dudes thoughts and prayers for a whole day and two hours. Y'all don't care about them kids. These young black kids is pulling them out. This is what they put on the line is worth it because
as we move on, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Kayvon uh, Thibodeau over at the New York Giants. So, uh, as we talk about injuries, this is way far less, you know, far less daunting on, on this was far less daunting on, on the world to see, but uh, to see what happened during during uh the injury is what what needs to be talked about hell i felt like it hasn't even got talked about really uh so Tavon gets a sack against nick Foles and immediately starts to uh celebrate so he starts to do uh snow angels and so the so immediately when you look at when you look at the celebration and you look and you see Nick Foles laying next to him in pain, you like you feel you'll you'll feel some kind of way. I will give him the bit of benefit of the doubt because he hit Nick Foles and he immediately it wasn't like he saw Nick Foles uh, in pain and then still celebrated like he hit Nick Foles rolled over and immediately started to celebrate. Now, what pissed me off about it is that he continued to celebrate on the sidelines. Started to do the night-night shit, uh, the night-night gesture to the fans, and all this other shit, and then goes to double down during the fucking press conference, saying that he don't know who Jeff Saturday is. I was like, uh, you, you gonna, shit, you, you're gonna wish you had a career anything close to Jeff Saturday. Because Jeff Saturday was that guy as a center for for the Colts and the Packers. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's I, like I said, the initial the initial the initial celebration words are hard. <laughs> the initial celebration I didn't necessarily have a problem with. It's what followed after that what what rubbed me the wrong way, and I and I'll, I'll call him a complete dickhead. For, for doing that shit and and fucking and and being like just being an asshole because my thing is karma's a motherfucker <laughs> karma's a motherfucker so you sitting here you sitting here still beating your chest after all that and your ass gonna find yourself injured injured next and i'm not wishing and i'm not wishing no ill will i'm not wishing no injuries on you or nothing like that but i'm just saying karma's a motherfucker God knows how to pay you back, so you might want you might want to be careful uh, how you how you maneuver with when it comes to shit like this because because just how just how you sitting here beating your chest and all this bullshit, somebody can do the same thing to you, and you ain't gonna like that shit either. So. Uh, on on to these picks. On to these picks. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Before we get to the picks, let's. Of course, with uh, with Demar Hamlin taking over the headlines, I'll I'll run through. I will run through the scores real quick. Um, so Thursday night, that Thursday night, uh. Cowboys handled they they took care of the Titans at this point when it comes to the Cowboys uh you really can't say too much of anything when it comes to the Cowboys 
of course, they, they're talking about Dak and his interceptions. I said, you can't put... There are some of them interceptions you can't really put on Dak. Because if you... If you hitting the motherfucker square in his motherfucking chest and, and the ball coming out and it's a pick six or it's an interception, like, we need to look at them goddamn receivers. But it's the defense that I'm more so worried about. Uh, as we move on, Falcons over the Cardinals. Uh, Lions dominate the Bears. Chiefs. Chiefs squeak by the, the Broncos. Uh, Patriots. Patriots get one over on the Dolphins. Man, the Dolphins are going through it right now. Um, also, uh, Tua, man, I, I mean, not Tua, I'm sorry, but shit. Well, of course, we're, I'm wishing Tua uh, to come back healthy and ready to roll when, when he's when he's ready. When Not when the Dolphins are ready for him, but when he's ready. But uh, fucking Teddy Bridgewater, man. I, Teddy Bridgewater... I, I like him. That's my guy. Breaks his breaks his damn finger playing, and he's out. So, Dolphins got some man. Dolphins got some some shit they need to figure out over there. Um, Giants over the Colts. Saints over the fucking Eagles, which surprised the hell out of me. Uh, Bucks over the Panthers. Panthers shit the bed. Uh, Browns over the over the Commodores, Jags over the Texans, 49ers over the Raiders. That was a good game. Um, Seahawks over the Jets. That was that was de- that was a good look on the Seahawks. Uh, fucking Packers over the Vikings. Boy, the Vikings look incompetent, or at least uh, Kirk Cousins. But that's the Kirk Cousins that we've been waiting for. Kirk Cousins, like, you're seeing the other side of Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins that we've seen in the past. And boy, did it come to haunt them. And now the, the fucking apologies to Aaron Rodgers. I ain't apologizing because y'all look like ass. You know y'all look like ass. Hence the reason why you was pounding like, pounding like a little fucking kid early in the season. So, you... Y'all managed to get y'all shit together and turn it around, and that's good. But let's not act like let's not act like y'all's motherfucking cheeks. Majority of the season, uh, Chargers over the over the Rams, Steelers over the damn Ravens, and I'm upset because I should have if had I played, uh, had I played, fucking uh, Najee Harris. Over Brian Robinson, I would have won my fucking fantasy league. Like for him to produce and have the game-winning touchdown, like it was dope to see. But man, 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 I, I am upset. I, I could have won. I could have won the championship. Um, but it is what it is. And as we move on, I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all my picks. Uh, so first. We got two games on Saturday, so we got the Chiefs and the Raiders. Raiders are at home. Kansas City, they are nine and a half. They nine and a half. Oh, excuse me, they are nine point favorite. I am going with the Chiefs. I think they handle business. Uh, and then we got the Titans and the Jags. Jags should handle business. Jags are minus five and a half. For, for my gamblers 
Um, yeah, I got I got the Jags to win this, and then we roll into Sunday. We got the Bucks and the Falcons. I'm pay I'm taking the Falcons just because I want chaos. I want pure fucking chaos, and I can care. Granted, the Bucks are in the playoffs, but I just want chaos in general. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, got the Bills and the Patriots. Again, I I do not know how this Bills team responds. Because it's hard as hell to, to see what you just saw, see what we all just saw, and then turn around and have to get your mind right to play again. And it's not even on the fear of getting hurt yourself. It's just the fact of it's the fact of having your teammate in the back of your mind the entire time. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the bills uh, in a passionate win. Um, they are a seven point favorite as well. Uh, but yeah, I got the bills got Vikings and the bears. I got the Vikings, uh, Justin, Justin Fields. He's not playing at this point. Um, with the Vikings being a seven to seven and a half point uh, favorite, I think they bounce back and and handle business, even though they looked like pure D garbage last week. Uh, Ravens and the Bengals. Lamar Lamar ain't back. Although the Ravens are in the playoffs, Lamar ain't back. I got the Bengals. Um, speaking of Lamar. If I am him, I fuck this season. I'm good. I'm good. My knee ain't right. Y'all can't tell me. Y'all can't tell me if it is, if it is or it's not. But my knee ain't right. And it ain't gonna be right until, until next season. After I get, after I sign a contract with somebody. So, that's how I am when it comes to Lamar. Like they're gonna, they're gonna try and pressure him to come back when, when when they want him to come back, not when he's ready to come back. And my thing is, Lamar, take your time, bro. Even if you don't come back the rest of the season, take your time, dog. Fuck, fuck, fuck the bullshit. Like, at this point, it's time for you to get paid, whether it's by the fucking Ravens or somebody else. Like, it's time for you to get paid, man. When it's all said and done. Uh, we got the Texans and the Colts. Uh, we got the dumpster, the dumpster dive bowl here. I am going to take the Colts. I think they, I think they pull it off. I think they do. I think they do well. Uh, Jets and the Dolphins. I am going to take the Dolphins. Dolphins are a two-point favorite. Uh, if I'm a gambling man, I pass on this game, but uh, but I will pick the Dolphins to win. I think they I think they figure something out over the Jets. Although Jets ain't, ain't no they they a tough team. Actually, never mind. I'm gonna switch my pick. I got the Jets. <laughs> I got the Jets, man. Fuck all that. Like like they they're stout. Like the defense is stout. They, the offense is decent. They're a quarterback away, pretty much. I got the Jets. Um, Panthers and the Saints. I got, I got the Panthers. Yeah, I got the Panthers. I, I'm more confident in the Panthers than I am the Saints, just cause. And the Saints are three and a three and a uh, three and a half point favorites. 
Browns and the Steelers. Give me the fucking Steelers. I hope they, I hope the Steelers beat the break pads off the Browns. Why? Just because. <laughs> uh, Chargers and the Broncos. I got the Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. They should handle business. Although, I think the Broncos, Broncos might surprise us. They, they look better, even though Russell Wilson still having a little bit of issue you know he's still having issues but they're actually putting they're, they're scoring more than 15 points than the, that 15.5 points a game that they've been that they've been scoring this season so i mean i i guess uh giants and the eagles i don't know if jalen hurts is playing i haven't i haven't looked i think he may play actually if i'm him i do not play fuck all that and it doesn't seem like the Eagles are going to rush him back. I do have the Eagles winning this game. Actually, yeah, I, I still got the Eagles because they still got their defense. Like, as much as we talk, as much, even with the Cowboys and Eagles game, as much as they talked about Jalen Hurts, like, that defense is still there. That defense, they still have a, they still have a good fucking defense. And Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, he's not a bad quarterback. He had a he had a terrible game last week. I think he I think he figures it out and and fucking moves forward. Uh, got the brand no excuse me got the Cardinals and the 49ers. I got the 49ers. Cardinals is trash. Cardinals is trash. Uh, Rams and the Seahawks. I got the Seahawks. Who, who the fuck believing in Rams? Oh shit, we got the Cowboys and the Commodores. Commodores. Oh, um, <laughs> I got the Cowboys. Uh, they handle. I think they handle business early. Get them out the way. And then the the fucking Sunday night game. Packers versus the Lions. Give me the Lions. I want. Hey, us. Yes, I know. If the if the Packers win, they in the playoffs. I like the Giants. I like what I see. Out, I mean, excuse me. I like the Lions. I like what I see out of them. Um, and I think they're gonna. They. I, I feel like they're gonna give the Packers a run for their money and, and win that game uh, late. So that's my picks. That's my picks. Um, we'll save our weekly segment. We gonna get we gonna get to the worst trades in sports. We gonna get to it, but um, so of course this is where uh this is where we get to our black sports athlete. So since this is my fucking platform and. Well, our platform, but I'm on here tonight and I can do what the fuck I want to do. I have chosen Stuart Scott. Yes, of ESPN. No, he was not. He was not an athlete, but he was he was the sportscaster of ESPN. Not not a sportscaster, but the fucking sportscaster of ESPN. Um. 
Stuart Scott meant so much to a lot of black sports fans when it came to watching Sports Center because he was able to come in and and bring in those hip hop catchphrases. He just, he brought the the swagger and the catchphrases and the the rap lyrics and like he brought all all of that into into what was predominantly white and he ended up really opening the door for other for other black sportscasters but i i didn't i i as a as a kid and a teenager growing up and watching sports center every fucking day i I go to sleep watching that shit and wake up getting ready for school watching that same fucking that same fucking shit on a loop on a fucking loop and when he got up when when I seen him on there when I seen him on there it was like yo like I you know you felt like you could relate as as somebody you know as a black person um you know, so he joined. He joined ESPN in 1993. Uh, became they. You know, they claimed that he became a staple in 2008. Nah, as soon as he showed up and y'all got him on SportsCenter, that was a wrap. That's when. That's when he became a staple. Cause he didn't go nowhere after that. <laughs> but uh. In the midst, you know, like I said, they they claim that he became a staple in in 2008, and that's where he became the lead host for ABC when it came to uh, NBA coverage. He also covered the NFL, um, and and so in 2007, he had a, uh, a appendectomy and learned that he had a. Uh, that his appendix was cancerous so he go you know he went into remission after remission he was uh he was diagnosed with cancer again in in 2011 and then again in 2013 uh, in 2014 he was honored at the espies awards with the uh jimmy v award uh for his fight against for his fight against cancer and as of yesterday 2015 so january 4th 2015 passed away and when i tell you when i tell you that news came through and that shit was like losing a family member at least for me because again i watched this kid i watched him as he came as he came into sports center on espn and you know he worked his way up to to being that that guy him uh scott van pelt like it, it's just so many so many jokers there's so many people i can name but rich eisen like to see him paired up with some of my favorite uh sportscasters that have either are still at espn or moved on to other endeavors like it would like that hurt that hurt like i i felt like that was like uh, a brother a cousin like somebody close an uncle that passed away that that i was tight with so uh 
so yeah that that's my that's my sports sport athlete non-athlete uh of this episode man uh so shout out shout out to you Stu. well deserved man i, I like again can't can't stress enough how how important he was to not only myself but others as well when it comes to uh when it comes to espn and, and watching sports center man but of course as we all know <laughs> or then how play some traveling music everybody's gone downtown on the a train oh yeah Man, 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 what an episode. I appreciate everybody who who rock with us and pull up and listen to the episode every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, for rocking with us, man. We appreciate everybody. Um, of course, we're with the new year, we're trying to work in some new things, work in some guests, things of that nature. Uh, so if you're listening and, and you want to be a part of it, hit us up, man. Hit hit, hit us up on uh, Instagram, Aries Talking Sports. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, comment, uh, all that good stuff. I will. I promise to to start posting uh, posting clips again and trying to be a little bit more active and interactive on uh, Instagram, things of that nature, doing polls and shit like that. Um, of course, like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their mama to pull up. Tell your daddy to pull up. We know he likes sports. Tell your uncle and them. Tell your cousins, all of them. Tell them to pull up, man. Just give us a listen. Give us a spin. Because we appreciate everybody uh, who gives who gives us a chance, even even if it's for a fucking episode or hell, forever, however long they decide to listen to us, man. Uh, but yeah. As always, uh, y'all be good. Until next episode, we'll holla at you. <laughs>